Moments away from tip-off between the Farmington Knights and the Central Rebels. Opening tip brought to you by Boyd & Associates. Turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyd & Associates is bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years as they're going through the starting lineups on the floor right now. Central wearing their navy blue uniforms with Central. Written across the front in white italicized font with a red trim matching the numbers on the uniform. A white stripe with a red trim going around the collar of the uniform, matching the stripe down the side and the waistband of the uniform as well. Meanwhile, for the Farmington Knights, as they introduce their starting lineup, they'll be sporting their white uniforms this evening. Knights written across the front in black lettering with a thin gold trim, matching the numbers on the uniform as well. A little black half stripe going down the side of the uniform before eventually revealing itself again down the side of the shorts of the uniform for the Farmington Knights. And of course both teams being uh, introduced right now as the uh, band is getting the crowd all ready to go. We're set for tip-off and Sean Malone's got the play-by-play -play for you. Glenn Berry, thank you very much. Opening tip, it's going to be between Braden Berry and Zach Boyd. Just waiting for the okay from the official. Kind of reminds me of that Chicago-St. Louis game where the guy wouldn't drop the puck. <laughs> Opening tip won by the Farmington Knights. It's brought to you by Boyd and Associates. Farmington attacking the basket to our left to begin the opening of this game. As Shopper works through a screen. Above head pass towards us, it's Cannon Roth. He drops it off to the top of the key for LeMans. Back to Roth on the wing towards us. Working against Horton. That'll be a fun matchup to watch. Cannon Roth, great talent with a ton of length as Berry fades away on the baseline. It doesn't go. Bryant with the braids this evening pulls in the rebound as Horton throws it off of Shopper. He keeps it going, gets it back, kicks it to the wing. Now back to him in the corner. Down low. Boyd up strong. He's denied. Justice Boyer blocking that shot, but on the weak side. Zach Boyd gets it back and lays it in. And that's what Farmington coach uh, Gary Callahan talked about is not letting that height get to him. Turnover. It's going the other direction. Mason Williams no-look feed to Horton. He misses the layup on the low block. But Williams dribbles the rebound to himself on perimeter. He gets it to Bryant. Attacks the basket. Floater off glass and good. Cannon Roth was set to try to take the charge. Bryant saw it. Stopped. Floated it over him. Lays it in. It's a 4-0 lead for the Central Rebels already. As a pass to the baseline. Pulled in with the left hand by the six foot three Braden Berry. Justice Boyer out of the corner. His three doesn't go. And the rebound is pulled in by Caden Casey. Casey in transition. Hesitation. Attacks from the wing towards us. His shot overshoots the rim. It's loose on the court. Zach Boyd with a headsy play. While falling out of bounds. Throws it off the side of Justice Boyer. It goes out of bounds on the baseline. It stays central basketball. 4-0 Rebels. Six and a half left to go in the first quarter. And if you're not watching the uh, live camera feed, and why aren't you? That was an excellent play. Corner three, Mason Williams. Back iron, no. Boyd with the long rebound. Horton with it. He touches it to Williams. He drives. Williams runs into Boyd. Loses the basketball. Gets it back on the baseline. And he has his dribble once again as he dribbles it out to perimeter. To Casey. Head fake for three. Gets the defender in the air. Probes to the paint. Drops it off for Kendall Horton who lays it in for two more. Six-nothing run for the Central Rebels to begin our contest as Roth bullets a pass into the corner for Berry. Back up top to Roth who pulls in with the left hand. Defender peels off of him on a miscommunication. He pulls the trigger from downtown, but Boyd's got the rebound. Bryant, no-look feed to Casey. Casey on the wing. He's dared to take the three. He does, and he makes some pay as he drains it. Caden Casey from downtown caps off what is still a 9-0 run for the Central Rebels to begin our contest. 5.46 left to go in the first quarter. Farmington down big early on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. Lead Belt Pump and Supply in Park Hills is happy to sponsor high school sports. Remember, if you need contract drilling, they have over 30 years of experience to help you. Since 1968, Lead Belt Pump and Supply has been serving their community with authorized sales and service and a reputation for quality. You'll find Lead Belt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. Lead Belt Pump and Supply, wishing all of our area teams good luck. 
Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock, offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24 7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart. We're buying a car isn't rocket science. Get the authentic taste of Mexican cuisine by visiting El Tapatio Mexican Restaurant in Farmington, Park Hills, and Deloge. Try out their new Fit Burrito, Bacon Burrito, Fajita Omelets, Mulitas, and Street Tacos, all from their updated menu. And don't worry, your favorite dishes are still there. If you want the best in Mexican cuisine, there's no other place like it because everyone loves El Tap. Eat in or carry out El Tapatio Mexican Restaurant in Farmington, Park Hills, and Deloge. Unusual because Farmington took a second timeout. They had six players on the court coming out of the first timeout. So they've burned two timeouts, and both of them are brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agents Mike Sansegraw in Farmington and Jonathan Stephan in Deloge. We'll say one sponsors each. You can contact them today for a free quote on auto, home business, or life insurance. 5.35 left to go in the first quarter. A 9-0 run for the Central Rebels to begin our game. That's the score right now as well. The inbound goes to Sam Woodson, the 6'2 junior who checks in off the bench. He hands it to Shoppert. Shoppert to Tatum Tinsley who also checks in. The freshman, Tinsley, lobs it to the low block to Cooper Tripp, his fellow freshman. Woodson, pass to perimeter, tipped out of bounds. It goes off of Joe Bryant, then off of Tatum Tinsley and out of bounds on the sideline. Central takes over, up 9-0 here in the first quarter, 523 left to play. One of our keys to the game was not letting Central get out to an early lead and, and build on that. Right now they're out to that early lead of 9-0, a chance to put more points on the board. Farmington's got to come up with a defensive stop here. I want to thank a few of our sponsors for joining us tonight, including Lead Belt Pump and Supply in Park Hills and Fisher Auto Parts located in Park Hills. Pass to the corner. Caden Casey drives for Central. Baseline jumper from about 16 feet out. Rolls off the rim. Shoppert's got the rebound. He'll outlet down the court on a bounce to Tinsley. Tinsley backdoor feed. Stolen away by Kendall Horton, and he lobs it back inbounds. Casey's got it to Bryant, to Williams, who gets fouled in transition. And Mason Williams will go to the free throw line for our first two free throw attempts brought to you by Complete Vision Care. They offer quality eye care, premium eyewear, and a customized visual solution for every patient with locations in Lettington and Festus. We thought in that North County game that Farmington's offense was out of sync there. It's really out of sync right now. First free throw up and good for Mason Williams. And this is the last team you want to be out of sync with. How good is Joe Bryant in transition? He's one of the best high school players I've seen come through in terms of ball handling and pushing up the court in transition as Mason Williams sinks both. It's an 11-0 run to start this game for the Central Rebels. Well, you could be at one end of the court setting up your offense if you're Farmington or North County, whoever, and Joe Bryant sticks his hand in there, makes a little tip to himself, and he's down at the other end laying it up and shooting fouls. There's another turnover in transition. Casey lobs to Harlow, who lays it in off glass. Six different Central Rebels have scored. It's a 13-0 lead over Farmington. We're not even midway through the first quarter as Shopper draws the foul. Yeah, Kendall Horton's going to come in and uh, get him from behind. And basically, I think Horton looked at his coach, uh, the uh, third-year head coach, Brad Gross, and said, sorry, I just ran over him is all I did. On perimeter, Shoppert will give it off to Woodson. Woodson picks up his dribble. Trying to find someone to give it to. Eventually finds Chopper. Chopper will pull the trigger from downtown. It's off the rim. No. Casey with the rebound. Outlet down the court. is tipped. Still makes its way to Cannon Harlow. But that'll set up five-on-five basketball instead of transition offense for Central. Harlow attacks from perimeter. Picks up his dribble. Lobs it back out. Horton to Tristan Stewart. Touch back to Horton who goes for the jam. But it comes out. Rebound Sam Woodson. He gets it to Tatum Tinsley. Being defended by Joe Bryant, he picks up his dribble and gets it back to Sam Woodson at the logo at midcourt here at the Black Knight Fieldhouse. He'll attack with the right hand, poked away from behind, it's turned over once again. Harlow in transition and he'll get fouled, bit of a frustration foul there from Logan Shoppert, who kind of tried to pick Horton's pocket from behind and got a lot more of Harlow and a lot less basketball. Well, I think one of the biggest plays so far for Farmington is Kendall Horton missing that slam. Had he hit that slam, I think Farmington's shoulders might have dropped about two feet because that would have been a thundering exclamation point to this early 13-0 run for the Central Rebels. Farmington yet to score in this game. 
Mason Williams with it. It's a 13-0 lead with 3.45 left to go. Bryant, hesitation. Now he'll take the three, and he drains it. Joe Bryant from, from downtown. He's got five. It's a 16-0 run for Central. Roth touches it across the timeline to Cooper Tripp, who attacks the basket off glass and good with Mason Williams all over him defensively. Timeout on the floor. Mason Williams, his shoulder brace has come loose. So they're going to give him a second to try to adjust that here. It was the officials who blew the whistle themselves. It wasn't either side that took a timeout. But that's the first basket for Farmington. And the deficit is 14. 16-2 yeah. to they trail. 3.25 left to go in this first quarter. They pick up their first bucket here tonight. They've had a couple of shots go in and out, but that's the first one that went down. Harlow to Horton to drive. Horton off glass. He misses that one. Man, this lead could be a lot worse. We've seen a couple easy layups and that dunk as well missed by Kendall Horton throughout this game. He easily could have six more points. And we're talking about a 22-2 lead with three minutes left to go in the first quarter instead if he hits those. Pass to the post, tipped. Bryant comes away with it as he keeps it away from Roth. In transition, Bryant at a moderate pace. Dribbles to the corner on our side. He'll fire a pass to the opposite wing. Williams from downtown off the rim, no. Rebound pulled in by Tripp. Tripp will get it to Shoppard, who will outlet down the court to Cannon Roth. He attacks the baseline. Roth up and under. Move off glass and good. Cannon Roth for two. It's a 16-4 lead. We talked about it in that North County game. The uh, Farmington Knights don't need to just come down and start shooting threes. They just need consistent offense. Keep chipping away as much as possible. Two and a half to play in the first quarter. Lead is a dozen for Central still. Williams lobs it into the corner. Bryant's there. He drives, draws the contact, and the foul. Braden Berry going to be called. It's his first, team's third. Farmington, we said at the beginning of the game, we said they can't get down too early and get that momentum way behind them, and uh, that's exactly what they've done. Not scoring until 325 of the first quarter and struggling to score all night while Central seems to be just bringing it up the floor and putting it in the basket. Bryant works through a screen at the top of the key set by Mason Williams. He'll get it into the corner for Harlow, who gets it back to him. Now to Williams in the wing towards us, to Bryant. Zone defense being shown by the Farmington Knights. Trying to figure out if it's a 2-3 or a 3-2 zone. Harlow, hesitation, he gets it back out to Bryant. Bryant splits defenders, backdoor feed to Stewart, off glass and good. How about the quickness from Joe Bryant to split those defenders and the no-look backdoor feed to Tristan Stewart. Stepping into a three. Tinsley from downtown. He'll drain it for Farmington. 18-7 your score. Minute 40 left to go in the first quarter. Well, that's not a bad thing. I didn't say they had to, uh, you know, forego the three, but they don't have to shoot threes every time down the floor, but that was a nice shot by Tatum Tinsley. Draws him a little bit closer. Harlow for an answer out of the corner. No. And the rebound tipped to Tatum Tinsley, who's got it. Tinsley being followed by Stewart up the court. Dribbles across the timeline. Crosses over between his legs and finds Cooper Tripp. Tripp working against Mason Williams, drops it off for Tinsley. Tinsley to Roth, who attacks from perimeter, hands all over him as he kicks it out to the wing. Three, it's Tinsley once again, off the back iron, tipped on the rebound. Bryant comes away with it. Bryant touches it to Williams, who gets it back to him as he gets more space to work with. And Bryant will slow things down with a minute left to go in the first quarter as he crosses the midcourt stripe, 18-7. His team out in front by 11. Pass to the elbow, it's tipped. Williams comes away with it on perimeter as he tips it to himself. To Stewart, back to Williams. Harlow, Bryant now. Fake stepping into a three, crosses over. Now he does pull the trigger. It's a little too strong. It goes out of bounds on the baseline as Tristan Stewart couldn't keep it in play. And with the lead 18-7, Farmington trails. They'll take over with 34.9 seconds left to go as Stewart will head to the bench. As will Cannon Harlow. And Joe Bryant to get a breather for these final 35 seconds. Colin McMullen is in. Kendall Horton checks back in as well. So does Zach Boyd. Trip dribbles across the timeline and finds Tinsley on the wing far side with 25 to go. Tinsley back out to Roth. He's got it about 15 feet off the arc being defended by Kendall Horton. Roth crosses over right to left. Dribbles to the elbow. Back out perimeter for Tinsley. To Cooper Tripp. And Tripp travels with 13.7 seconds to play. Well, one of the other keys we talked about was not turning the ball over. And they've done that um, tonight. Eight turnovers for Farmington. That's something they didn't want to do. Central, on the other hand, is yet to turn the ball over. 
The inbound to Mason Williams. He'll let it roll across midcourt and finally pick it up as Justice Boyer comes out to challenge him. Ten seconds to play. He's got it at the logo. Now he's calling for a screen with seven seconds. Someone's got to get out there quickly. Five seconds to go. Williams crosses over into that screen. Off the glass and good from downtown Mason Williams. He's now got five points, and what a first quarter for the Central Rebels. 21-7, they lead. Second quarter coming up when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240, KFMO Park Hills. LaCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full-body repair or full-body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body, located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. LaCarrie Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops. Growing up, my parents always encouraged me to do what's right, even if it wasn't easy. I'd always hear my mother's voice say, do the right thing. That stuck with me. Every day, just do the right thing. That's it. The rest takes care of itself. At Shelter Insurance, we believe in doing the right thing for our customers and our communities. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. Second quarter underway. The Central Rebels will begin with the basketball as they lead 21-7. to We've got an issue with the clock here. They inbounded the basketball. And the scorekeeper didn't start the clock right away. They're going to reset the clock to 7.45 to go in the second. Early enough where I don't think it's going to make an impact, but later in this game, Farmington might be like, hey, come on, we we need those precious seconds. (laughs) Then again, with the way that first quarter went, they need all the time they can get if they want to come back in this one. They may need another quarter here if they're going to come back in this one because they fell behind 21-7. to Comparing that to the North County game, same deficit as you and I talked about off the air. 20-6, to North County was up after one in that game, so let's see if Farmington can get it together a little quicker this time. Well, deja vu, back-to-back Friday nights. It's Freaky Friday here at the Black Knight Fieldhouse. Bryant pulls it in with the right hand. Backdoor feed, Horton off glass, and good. Another nifty assist from Joe Bryant, who's showing out tonight. The great thing about Central is when they get the ball down low and they get that double team, they seem to know where that open guy is, and that's exactly what happened that time. Feed to Roth on the low block. Off glass and good, going right into the defender, Caden Casey. Roth now with four on the evening. It's a 23-9 lead for the Central Rebels as Bryant, working against Justice Boyer in the corner, will drop it back up to the point. Now Bryant pulls the trigger from downtown. It rims out, doesn't go, and two players a rebel and a knight go for the rebound we got a whistle and a foul as cannon roth hits the deck they're going to get the central rebels mason williams with the foul yeah mason got in there a little quick and as he got to the uh the basket he went straight up and he just ran right over uh cannon roth down low and he picked up the foul they got it as his zeroth foul if you will i've got that as his first as bryant in transition goes up like he's gonna dunk and then just kind of releases it in the last second Pass down the court. Pulled in with the right hand by Boyd. It's a turnover on Farmington. And losing it on the baseline is Horton. 25-9. His team leads with 6.49 left to go in the second. Ten turnovers for Farmington so far. Still none for Central. That one was close, but the uh, ball went out of bounds on Farmington. Stays with the Rebels as Casey pulls the trigger for three as he comes off an off-ball screen. It doesn't go. Williams tries to clean it up. He can't do so, and Shoppert's got it in transition. For Roth, crosses over, but he carried the basketball and will turn it over. And the turnover discrepancy just continues to balloon. 11 for Farmington, none for Central. Huge part of why the lead is 25-9 to in favor of the Rebels with 6.5 to go in the second. And again, Farmington's offense still out of sync. They just can't get the ball up the court and set much of anything up right now. Mason Williams 
dribbling with it up to perimeter and gives it to Bryant. No look feed back to Williams. To Bryant in the corner who bounces it to Boyd down low. Boyd backdoor feed. Horton. No. Boyd offensive rebound. He's fouled. He'll go to the line for two. You talked about it earlier. This lead could be worse. That's about the third time we've seen Kendall Horton get down low, get close to the basket, and can't get it to go down. Central's missed a number of shots down low. This could be a 30-plus to 9 lead right now, but uh, 25-9 is the score. Free throw up. No good for Zach Boyd as these free throws brought to you by Complete Vision Care. They offer quality eye care, premium eyewear, and a customized visual solution for every patient with locations in Lettington and Festus voted best eye doctor in the Parkland four years in a row. Complete vision care, the ideal choice. Second one up and in for Boyd. And with the lead at 26-9, to it has been all Central Rebels so far. Shoppert attacks from perimeter for Farmington to Roth. Back to Shoppert. Being defended by Mason Williams. He'll fake the handoff on the weave and dribble it into the corner. Double team creeps closer to him with Horton and Bryant defensively as Roth gets it on the low block. He goes up strong but gets fouled by Kendall Horton. And we got our first two free throws of the game coming for the Farmington Knights. I think that was a matter of Kendall Horton went up, had the opportunity to block the shot, but uh, Roth just kind of made an extra little move there, which got Horton in the air, and he couldn't do anything but come down on top of Roth. Free throw up and good. Yeah, I think when he was leaving his feet, Kendall Horton thought he had a chance at a huge denial, but Roth didn't really go up as early as he thought he was. And like you said, he kind of just got caught in no man's land in midair. Had no choice but to kind of crash into Cannon Roth on the way down and hits the first of two. Second one up, rolls off the rim as Stewart pulls it down with the right hand. So a split trip for Cannon Roth. 26-10, 26-10, six minutes to play, second quarter. Central with the lead in the basketball. Another no-look feed into the post from Bryant. This time it's tipped by Roth, who deflects it and skies out of bounds in the baseline. Well, we've seen a couple of errant passes tonight from uh, Central. Passes that probably weren't uh, the best pass that you could make at that time, but somehow Farmington gets their hands on them and knocks them out of bounds. Bryant from downtown. It's good. Joe Bryant for three, his second of the game. He's got ten first to double digits, and that's the total that Farmington has on the game. Choppert at the logo. Passes it off to Braden Berry. Berry to Tinsley in the paint. His floater good. Timeout. Central Rebels will step aside with them. The lead 29 to 12 is this timeout brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra at Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. 5.35 left to go in the second quarter. Back after this on KFMO. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. Back here on AM 1240 KFMO, Caden Casey with the two-point shot to stretch the lead to 31-12. to On perimeter. Berry gets it off for Shopper. Shopper jab step with the right, drives left, but they're going to say that he traveled first. Or will they? I think we got an inadvertent whistle from the official. Yeah, I'm not sure what that signal is. He kind of pointed to his head and spun his fingers in either way. I think he's saying that he got crossed up by Tatum Tinsley as it stays with Farmington. 
I think he kind of got mixed up with that move, thought it was a travel, blew the whistle. Good on him for admitting that he was wrong, though, and overturning his own call immediately as well. It turns into a turnover, though. Central forcing another Williams in transition off glass. The Central Rebels just dominant in this game offensively, defensively, as Roth loses another one. Williams in transition off glass once again for two more. Now he's going up to the basket to lay it up and looking like he's going to slam it, and then he just kind of finger rolls it at the last minute, but 13 turnovers on Farmington now. It's hard this late in the game as well, or midway through the second quarter, to get a dunk off. People think it's easy, but when you've been playing as much basketball at this point, you're a little more tired than usual. Go with the high percentage shot of the layup instead. Barry travels, turns it over again. It's 14 turnovers on Farmington. We still don't have any on Central. Yeah, not a single turnover. A lot of that, a little bit of that's been luck, though. Some of the balls they've thrown away that looked like they were headed for a turnover turned up to be uh, tipped out of bounds by Farmington and stayed with Central. Yeah, you got that one on Horton. How about the play that Boyd made early in the game, throwing it off a defender? I think Williams did the same as well as Casey lays it in. And the foul give the assist to Tristan Stewart as Casey cut to the basket. Stewart found him. Casey absorbed the contact, laid it in nonetheless. Yeah, going back to the uh, non-turnovers for Central, I remember one time coming down the floor that uh, Bryant tried to force a pass inside to, uh, I think it was Boyd at the time, and he threw it right at a night as the first free throw, or actually the uh, free throw, only free throw is good. And it's uh, 38-12. But he threw it right into the arms of one of the Knights. It bounced off of his hands right to Boyd. I mean, it's just been that kind of night for Farmington as the corner three from Justice Boyer is empty. Rebound, Harlow. Outlet to Bryant. He's got it in the corner, far side. Passes it off to the wing for Casey. Wing-to-wing feed for Mason Williams. He's six feet off the arc. Williams crosses over right to left. Takes it to the elbow. Picks up his dribble to the corner for Harlow. Above head pass back to Williams. Now a no-look feed to Stewart down low. Mason Williams. He looked towards Harlow in the corner and flicked his wrist in the last second to get it to Stewart for two. Central Rebels leading not just on the scoreboard but with style points in this game as well with all the nifty assists that we've seen. Stewart to Casey. Williams to Stewart. Bryant's had a couple throughout this game. They're showing out on a Friday night. And we talked about that in the uh, pregame show, the confidence this team has. It's not cockiness, it's confidence. They believe they're going to win every game they play. Even the game against MICDS that they didn't win, they had some confidence in that game. It just turned out late in the game, things didn't go well for them. Tatum Tinsley on a bounce to Sam Woodson. Farmington turns it over again. Bryant's got it in transition. He'll attack the basket and lay it in off glass. Bryant with five in the quarter, a dozen in the contest. And he does that better than just about anybody I've seen, taking that ball down low and using his body to keep the defender off of him. Kept alive by Justice Boyer after the floater from Tatum Tinsley goes off the side of the backboard and almost out of bounds. Now in the far side corner, it's Barry. Barry puts his back to the basket, kicks it out to Boyer. Boyer working against Joe Bryant will hand it off on perimeter for Cooper Tripp. To the corner, far side, Braden Berry. Bullets a pass to the wing. Tinsley from downtown off the side of the rim. Pushing in transition with the rebound is Cannon Harlow. He'll lob it, but it's tipped and out of bounds. Last touched by Tatum Tinsley. It stays with the Central Rebels. I thought that had a chance of going off of Cannon Harlow before it went out of play. Yeah, I was looking over at the official thinking, is this number one? Is this number yeah, Nope, stays with Central. Central's two minutes and 17 seconds away from going an entire half of basketball without a turnover, which is unbelievable to say. As good as this team is, that's something. But there it is right on cue. The broadcaster's jinx. Bryant turns it over as he tries to feed the post. In transition, Tinsley lays it up for two. So with 2.16 left to go, the first turnover from the Central Rebels leads to two points for Farmington. 42-14 to 14 is the lead for the Rebels. Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't fault that one. That, uh, that was a good play defensively, although the pass probably could have been a little crisper. Backdoor feed, Boyd off glass, good, and the foul. Zach Boyd back to the free throw line where he is one for two on an and one opportunity this time. Braden is going to pick up that foul. He may sit down. Uh, no, actually, you're going to see uh, Sam Woodson, who was in the game, sit down. And Braden Arms is going to come in, the six-foot senior. Fourth foul against Central, the second. Oh, well, they got it up on Ty Dalton. That's definitely not right. Or, excuse me, I'm looking on the wrong side. It's the second on Sam Woodson. You're right, sixth on Farmington. 
Free throw. Doesn't go. I actually had it on Braden Berry, but I saw the two and the one. I just put them around backwards. I, think, I guess I was looking at it from a different angle here. Tatum Tinsley drives, kicks it out. Boyer, his shot blocked, but a foul on Joe Bryan. He thought he got all ball. And that will put Justice Boyer on the free throw line for three free throw attempts. I was sitting back the other day telling somebody about the end of the first half in that North County Farmington game. And I think it was the end of the uh, third quarter as well. And Cooper Kekak, not anywhere close to shooting the ball. And somebody gets close to him, and he somehow drew a foul and got shots out of it. He did it twice in that game. Yeah. The end of the first and second quarter as Boyer hits the first one. That one at the end of the first half, though, was crazy. That was absolutely a shooting foul, too. They called it a foul on the floor <laughs> and gave him a one-and-one. One. That was a 100% shooting foul by Cooper Kekak. I will die on that hill. And he, and he couldn't have been any further away from the basket and been on his side of the floor. Boyer hits the second one. 44-16 now the score. Boyer good on all three. 44-17 his Knights trail as the Rebels take over. Bryant takes his time as he works his way across the midcourt stripe at a walking pace. He got a pair of screens to his left by McMullen and Boyd gets it to McMullen. Three-point specialist doesn't go this time. Rebound pulled down in the corner by Mason Williams. Williams now will call for a post up from Boyd. Feeds it to him down low. Double team comes. Kick out. There's McMullen's spot for the corner. Three, and he rattles it home. Colin McMullen loves those corner threes. He drains it, and it's a 47-17 lead with 45 seconds left to play till halftime. Cooper trip. His pass tip. Bryant trying to track it away from Justice Boyer. He can't do so. Lob into the corner. Arms from downtown. He knocks it down. 47-20 in transition. Bryant takes the hard foul. He gets the hard foul, and Arm's going to run over and grab him and say, you all right, man, make sure everything's okay, and Bryant's up. He's uh, ready to go. He looked again like he was going to take it in and slam it, and as he waited for the defender to kind of fly by him, Arm's caught him, and that'll be his first foul of the night. That will put Joe Bryant at the free throw line. First free throw for Bryant. Up, good, nothing but net. For the 6-1 junior guard for the Central Rebels. The free throw coming. Bryant, it's up, it's good. He's got seven in each of the first two quarters. 14 total on the night to lead all scorers. As Boyd will draw the foul on Joe Bryant, I believe. It's going to be a foul on the floor. And that's the seventh foul it should be against the... Central Rebels. No, it's only the sixth. Excuse me. Thought right. they hadn't put it up on the board yet. Right now, Farmington needs all the points they can get. Down by 29 here with 25 seconds left in this first half. So they're hoping they were getting some free throws. And now both officials are talking about it. So they're going to move it back to inbounding the ball right in front of the scorer's table. So no free throws. Uh, the inbound from Tinsley with 24 to play to Cooper Tripp. Poked away by Williams, but he gets it back. He'll attack the basket, and it's swatted off the side of the rim by Mason Williams. Baseline jumper, no, but a foul. To the free throw line goes Braden Berry, the 6'3 junior forward. Good job by Braden Berry to get in there and get that rebound after Cooper Tripp put up the shot. Looked like a good shot when it left his hand, but it bumped off the other side of the rim, and uh, Braden Berry was there to grab it and also to draw the foul. That'll be a foul on uh, Zach Boyd, his first. First free throw up good. Nothing but net. Braden Berry. He's got three on the evening. All of them coming in this second quarter. Another free throw attempt for Berry. It's up and it's off the rim with 15 to play. Central gets the rebound. 49-21, they lead in the second quarter. Williams crosses the midcourt stripe with eight on the clock. Rejects a screen from Boyd. He'll pull up for three, looking to beat the buzzer again. It's offline to the right. A full court heave from Braden and Berry. Caroms off the scoreboard. The jumbotron, if you will, here at the Black Knight Fieldhouse. That thing, it's kind of shaking a little bit back and forth bold of the Farmington players to walk underneath it after that, after that thing took a shot. But speaking of taking a shot, the Farmington Knights took one with that first half. 
49-21. All Central Rebels here as we head to halftime. Belgrade State Bank halftime report coming up next on KFMO. Fisher Auto Parts is your hometown parts store on Main Street in Park Hills and is dedicated to providing their customers the absolute best in value, quality, and service. From brake pads, struts, belts, and hoses to complete turbocharge in a box, everything you need for installation, you can depend on Fisher Auto Parts. At Fisher Auto Parts, the door is always open for walk-in business, plus they offer fast, dependable delivery, so the next time you're in need of a part, see your hometown parts store, Fisher Auto Parts, on Main Street in Park Hills. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at JacksonHewitt.com. This is Casey Jenkins with Jackson Hewitt Tax Service. Give us a call at 756-9190. Lead Belt Pump and Supply in Park Hills is happy to sponsor high school sports. Remember, if you need contract drilling, they have over 30 years of experience to help you. Since 1968, Lead Belt Pump and Supply has been serving their community with authorized sales and service and a reputation for quality. You'll find Lead Belt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. Lead Belt Pump and Supply, wishing all of our area teams good luck. Hi, this is Barry Panette, General Manager at Chris Offenberg's Chevrolet Buick GMC. 2023 is here, and the discounts are the biggest they have been since all this craziness started back in 2019. We have trucks, cars, and SUVs with savings up to $4,577, and we also have financing at only 2.99%. That's the lowest we've been able to offer in months. For great deals with people you can trust, Chris Offenberg, Chevrolet Buick GMC in beautiful Farmington, Missouri. American Family Insurance. You always dreamed about owning your first house or car or business, but you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. For details, contact Harry Peterson, agent. Call 573-756-6736 or stop by 700 West Karsh Boulevard in Farmington today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Comfort, caring, and dependability. That's what you'll experience at Horton and Wampler Funeral Home. When you endure a loss, it's comforting to know that you have the personal attention of local ownership assisting with your needs. Horton and Wampler Funeral Home, located at One Federal Park in Park Hills, serving the needs of Parkland families since 1991. Susie Caldwell Horton, Patty Caldwell Wampler, David and Dana Wampler are there when you need them. Welcome to the Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report. Belgrade State Bank is your hometown bank. Hometown pride in Farmington, Deloge, Tosin, Caledonia, or Belgrade. A wise place to do business. Member FDIC. Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report on AM 1240 KFMO. Score the break. 49-21. to 21. It is the Central Rebels leading the Farming Tonight as we welcome you into the Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report. I'm Sean Malone alongside Glenn Berry here. Through one half of play, Central with a huge lead at halftime. As we begin with stats brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Save big at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln. Shop there for your next car, truck, or SUV. Leading the Central Rebels in scoring is 14 from Joe Bryant, but it's been a team effort throughout this game so far. You got nine for Mason Williams added in, along with eight from Caden Casey, five from Zach Boyd, four for Tristan Stewart off the bench, two or four rather for Kendall Horton, three from Colin McMullen off the bench, and two for Kenan Harlow. Meanwhile, for the Farmington Knights, their leading scorer, is two players who have five each. Cannon Roth and Tatum Tinsley off the bench. Then you got three from each of the following players. Justice Boyer, who's got them all from the free throw line. Braden Arms off the bench and Braden Berry. Uh, then you got two points added in from Cooper Tripp back in the first quarter off the bench. And that is all the scoring from Farmington so far. For Team Stats, Glenn, I imagine these are very one-sided as well. It's very one-sided. The percentages are going to make it look like Farmington's having a great game. But the problem is they're not getting the shots. They're not getting the opportunities. They're only five of seven in that first half. 
which means they only put up seven shots in the first half due to the fact that they kept turning the ball over even before they got into uh, shooting territory. So that's 71%, but five of seven, not very high in totals there. Two of eight from the three-point line, that's 25%. Five of seven from the free-throw line, which has kind of got them a little bit closer there, and that's 72%. So percentages look good. Nothing else looks good for Farmington. For the Central Rebels, 14 of 22 from the first half. That's 67%. 5 of 12 from the three-point arc. That is 42%. 6 of 7 from the free-throw line for 86%. Rebounding totals uh, really almost doubling, well, actually doubling the uh, uh, Farmington Knights. The Rebels have 15, while the Knights have 7. And then turnovers, we've already talked about it. Way too many turnovers for Farmington. 15 turnovers for the Knights, one for the Rebels. Bench scoring, well, guess what? Farmington got 12 out of that bench scoring, but uh, Central got seven. So that's the only category I could say that uh, Farmington actually won here in this first half, down 49-21. And you look at the score at halftime, they're going to need more than just those 12 points if they want to come back in this one. Stats are brought to you by Sam Sism for Lincoln. Check out their website, sismford.com, or give them a call, 431-3177. We'll take a break. Continue with the Belgrade State Bank Halftime Report next on KFMO. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this spring, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart. We're buying a car isn't rocket science. It's the Belgrade State Bank halftime report, 49-21, your score. With about two minutes left until the second half gets started. Quick check at the out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door. We got a couple of games in the end of the third quarter already. St. Jen and Potosi playing a close one at the end of three. Advantage Potosi, 54-52. Elsewhere in boys basketball, Fredericktown at North County also playing a close one. After three, it's 42-40 in favor of the Black Cats over the Raiders. Out-of-town scoreboard check comes courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door. They install entry and storm doors, decks and railings, beam central vacuum systems, and more. For a full list of services, visit Mineral Area Door. Dot com. That will wrap up the Belgrade State Bank halftime report. Coming up when we return, second half action. Farmington Knights, Central Rebels. Central leads 49 to 21 on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. This has been the Belgrade State Bank halftime report. Belgrade State Bank is your hometown bank. Hometown pride in Farmington, Below, Potosi, Caledonia, or Belgrade. A wise place to do business. Member FDIC. Stay tuned. The second half is next on AM 1240 KFMO. Growing up, my parents always encouraged me to do what's right, even if it wasn't easy. I'd always hear my mother's voice say, do the right thing. That stuck with me. Every day, just do the right thing. That's it. The rest takes care of itself. At Shelter Insurance, we believe in doing the right thing for our customers and our communities. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. Hi, this is Garrett Callahan, head coach of the Farmington Knights, and you're listening to High School Basketball on AM 1240 KFML. 
second half about to get underway. It's a 49-21 lead for the Central Rebels over the Farmington Knights. I want to thank a few of our sponsors for joining us in tonight's broadcast, including the Horton Wampler Funeral Home in Park Hills, Goggins Drilling in Park Hills, Powell Automotive in Park Hills, along with Community Manor in Farmington, Jackson Hewitt agent Casey Jenkins in Farmington, and El Tapatio in Farmington, Park Hills, and Deloge. Farmington will begin the second half with the basketball. And we'll see what adjustments they made at halftime. As they look to improve here through the second half. Boyer's got it on the wing as he passes up top for LeMond's. Quick three, doesn't go. Offensive rebound, Cannon Roth. He passes back out to perimeter for LeMond's. To Berry, who gets it up top for Shopper. Drives, lefty layup, swatted out of bounds by Mason Williams. It stays with Farmington. I'll tell you what, we're only 19 seconds into the second half, Glenn. I'm seeing a much faster pace from Farmington offensively. Yeah, they uh, came out really quickly, and they've been really pushing the ball hard here in this first uh, 19 seconds, but now... They turn it over. Well, different speed, same result. Bryant's got it in transition as he accelerates down the lane. Drops it off for Horton. Horton, backdoor feed to Bryant, and he'll have to dribble it back out on perimeter as he was surrounded by a trio of Farmington Knights. Casey with it. He'll feed the low block where Boyd will post up. Above head pass to Bryant who cuts to the basket, draws the contact, lays it in, and the foul. He'll go to the line for one more as Max Lamonts gets called for the foul. And I'll tell you right now what happened with that Farmington defense is they lost Joe Bryant. That Nobody knew where he was, and he shows up right baseline, gets the pass, drives the lane, draws the foul, puts it up and in, and looks to increase, increase this 30-point lead. 51-21, your score in favor of Central is Bryant. Back to the free throw line where he is 2 of 2, make it 3 of 3. Bryant with 17 on the night. Shopper across the timeline. Lobs it to the corner, but it's out of bounds there. Miscommunication between Shoppert and Boyer. Boyer started to cut to the basket. Shoppert thought he was going to kind of plant himself in the corner and wait for that feed. And it goes out of bounds with another turnover. Bryant fires it down the length of the court for Casey, trying to catch the Farmington Knight defense sleeping. But Lamonts is there defensively. Back to Bryant. He works through a Boyd screen. Looks like he's going to pass it on perimeter. No-look feed to Boyd, but it's out of his reach and out of bounds on the baseline. How about that? That took them, what, uh, 14 minutes to commit their first turnover in that second half, and here in the first minute, they pick up their second win. Roth crosses over, draws the foul. It's Horton. That's three on Kendall Horton, so he's in a bit of foul trouble here. We'll see if he stays in. Kind of like you said before, you know, last week where, well, it doesn't really matter whether or not you foul out. You're out or you're out. Whether it's fouling out as there's an offensive foul on Roth as he kind of pushed off of Horton this time. Well, that time Horton just kind of looked back at the official like, oh, my gosh, please don't call that one on me because <laughs> he, he just picked up number three, but that is an offensive foul. That'll be number one on Cannon Roth. Bryant dribbles across midcourt. And he'll hand it off on perimeter for Mason Williams on a weave. To Casey, to Horton. Crossover. Horton almost loses his balance for a second. Gets it out to Casey instead. Casey, jab step right, dribbles left. Finds Williams on the wing this same side. Swung around perimeter to Bryant who attacks baseline. Finds Boyd, spins, shoots. No good, but a foul. It's going to be LeMond's once again. That looked like that shot was going to go down. I mean, he put it up with his right hand, a little mini hook there, and it went, hit the back of the rim and just came right back out. Thought we were going to have another opportunity for a three-point play, but just a couple of shots at the free throw line. And it kind of skipped its way across the rim in a manner that, like you said, I thought that was going to fall through as the free throw up and good for Boyd on his first of two tries. He's now two of three from the free throw line. It's a 53-21 lead for Central. Second free throw up, back iron, no. Another split trip for Zach Boyd. He's now 2 of 4 from the complete vision care free throw line. A drive. Mason Williams, oh, I thought that was clean. I thought Williams just pulled it away from Shoppert from behind. Officials disagree. Instead, they say it's a foul and two free throws coming for Shoppert. That'll be the second foul on Mason Williams. You know, North County got into some foul trouble in that game against Farmington. You had uh, Simi getting into foul trouble. You had... uh, 
uh, Smith getting into foul trouble. and I Everyone mean, besides Cooper Kekek basically got yeah. into foul trouble. And Lane Wigger, he, he wasn't in much foul trouble in that game either as the first free throw goes for Shoppert. Second one off the rim, off the backboard, and through. Shoppert, two for two. And the point of that is, is that helped get Farmington back into that game. But this time, I don't think we're going to see that because Central has not got a whole lot of folks in foul trouble, save for Kendall Horton. Bryant. Hands it off to Horton, who drives, hesitates, shot up, but he traveled first. I don't know about that one. It kind of looked like he settled after that hop step, and the officials were okay with that move. I didn't really get a good look of his feet maybe shuffled at all after that, but I thought that was a clean move to the basket. It, it kind of looked like that from here. The official furthest down the court was the one that made the call, so he obviously saw something we didn't. And he's closer than we are, so you know we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. Chopper drives. Floater, no. On the opposite side, it's LeMond who gets it. And Maxon LeMond lays it in for two. 53-25, now the lead for Central. Pass tipped and kept alive by Farmington as they throw it into the Central Rebel backcourt, allowing Kendall Horton to pick it up. Williams brings it back across the timeline, crossing over right to left, hop step, high shot, no. Roth pulls down the rebound as he skies for it. Choppert in transition. Little pocket pass. It's tipped. Makes its way to Boyer who pulls the trigger for three. Doesn't go. Horton with the rebound. An outlet to Bryant. Bryant up strong and lays it in. Again, looking like he was going to throw it down. You know the central student section would absolutely blow the lid off the Black Knight Fieldhouse if one of their players threw down one of the could-have-been dunks tonight. Berry with his back to the basket, kicks it out for Boyer. Catch and shoot three. Boyer, no. Tip out on the rebound, and it's pulled in by Lamonts. To Boyer, to Berry. Berry thinking about a three in the opposite wing where Boyer just missed. Instead, he'll post up the defender, Zach Boyd. His little hook shot doesn't go. Horton now in transition. His team up 55-25. Up and under move. Tries to feed it to Boyd. It's knocked loose on the court. And Farmington's now pushing in transition. No look feed to Boyd. Back to Berry. And it's turned over once again. Williams now in transition for Horton who lays it in off glass. Seemed like for a stretch there, neither side really wanted to shoot the basketball. Yeah, it kind of feels like both teams have uh, entered that almost exhibition mode. They were just kind of like running up and down the floor, throwing up shots or are just trying to make moves. Corner three doesn't go, and we got a foul on the rebound going against Farmington. Braden Berry called for over the back, and that is two on Berry, two on Farmington. And we've got a timeout on the court, I think. No, they're just going to quickly sub some people in. No timeout called. It's Stewart who's going to come in. Cannon Harlow also out on the floor. As Bryant works it across midcourt, midway through the third quarter, 57-25 the lead. Casey's elbow jumper connects. No, we already know what uh, Joe Bryant does, what Mason Williams can do, Kendall Horton and uh, Case and Casey. Uh, those two guys, if they pump it up here at the end of the season, this central team is really going to be hard to beat. Tipped out of bounds on the baseline. Tristan Stewart couldn't control it. And it's going to be Farmington basketball still as they inbound it to Leighton Tinnen on perimeter. To Tinsley, to the low block for Woodson. Feeds a cutting arms. Kick out. Three ball up. No. Offensive rebound. Put back up and in. Woodson. Clean it up after Tinnen misses the three. 59-27. Now the score. Bryant challenged on perimeter by Tatum Tinsley. Feeds a cutting Casey. Casey's floater connects. Now it's Casey who's eating up. He's got back it, uh, bra- uh, buckets on back-to-back. Trips down the court. 61-27. Three minutes to play in the third quarter. I did not expect a 34-point lead in this game. I didn't expect Farmington really to come out and win this game, but I didn't expect Central to dominate. Yeah, certainly not this type of deficit at the end of three, and it could balloon from here as Stewart pulls down the rebound. Bryant in transition, drops it off to Harlow. Kick out. Williams, pump fake for three. One dribble inside the arc, back out to Bryant. Catch and shoot from the corner. It doesn't go. Harlow tries to tip it up and in. It doesn't go either. Rebound Sam Woodson. He pushes in transition for Tripp, who's denied but a foul. They're going to get Joe Bryant with the foul. 
And that's a foul that Joe probably wouldn't commit if it wasn't 235 to go in the third quarter and they were up by 34. He can kind of get away with playing a little looser with the deficit, what it is. Gilbert trip to the line. Job and Mason over talking it over on the sideline. Free throw up and good. Kendall Horton back in, as is Colin McMullen. Bryant and Williams both head to the bench. Trip, free throw, up, good. A two for two trip to the complete vision care free throw line for Cooper Trip, and it's a 61-29 lead for Central now as Casey, operating as the point guard, works through a screen set by Stewart. On perimeter, McMullen for three. It connects from the far side wing. Colin McMullen, the three-point specialist off the bench for Central, just another weapon they've got offensively. Drains the three as Cooper Tripp travels and turns it over. 64-29 your score, 2-10 left to go in the third quarter. And that's kind of been Farmington's trouble all night long. They get the ball down the floor, they get ready to set up their offense, and they just kind of don't make the decisions they need to. They're kind of hesitant, so when they hesitate, they make mistakes, and those mistakes are turnovers, which right now they have 19 on the game. Casey to Horton, back to Caden Casey as he starts to drive, but draws the foul. Tatum Tinsley going to get called for the foul on the baseline. That's five uh, team fouls now on the Knights. First team foul, or first foul on uh, Tatum Tinsley. There's a minute 58 left to go in the third quarter. The lead is 64 to 29. Casey's got it. He'll drop a little hook pass to Stewart, but it's tipped, so he collects it on the baseline. Now Casey attacks the baseline himself to McMullen. Corner three with a defender there, and Colin McMullen drains it nonetheless. Nine off the bench for the senior shooter. Woodson passes to a cutting trip. His shot doesn't go as Stewart was there defensively. Casey's got it. He'll work up the court in transition. Casey for Harlow. Now Harlow attacks. Up and under move. It's short. Rebound pulled down by Tinnett. But turnover. McMullen for three. No. Tip rebound. Tinnett's got it. Pass up the court to Arms. We'll get it to Tatum Tinsley. Tinsley dribbling low, working against Tristan Stewart. Now we'll pass it to the corner for Arms. Up top, Tinnen. To the wing towards us, it's Woodson. To trip. A three ball for Tinnen. No. Colin McMullen with the rebound. He gets it to Horton. Horton crosses midcourt with his team up 67 to 29 with 45 seconds to go in the third quarter. Shot denied. It was Tinsley with the block of Caden Casey as Tripp works up the court and will set up in the half court. Woodson with it to Tripp and into the corner for Tinnen. Elbow. Woodson, shot, denied. Horton pulls it in. Outlet down the court for Cannon Harlow. Harlow loses it for a second reverse layup and good. Cannon Harlow with the nifty lay-in to recover. I did not think he had a chance of getting that shot up and in, and he did a great job putting the backspin on it, getting it to go down. On the other end of the court, a drive from Sam Woodson. It doesn't go. And it's 29 to, or 69-29, to 29 rather, as Horton up and in at the buzzer will extend that lead even further. Black Knight Pride. That's what Farmington's going to be playing for here in the second half. 71 to 29. They trail the Central Rebels in the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. Fisher Auto Parts is your hometown parts store on Main Street in Park Hills and is dedicated to providing their customers the absolute best in value, quality, and service. From brake pads, struts, belts, and hoses to complete turbocharge in a box, everything you need for installation you can depend on fisher auto parts at fisher auto parts the door is always open for walk-in business plus they offer fast dependable delivery so the next time you're in need of a part see your hometown parts store fisher auto parts on main street in park hills milk eggs 42 bucks 
Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at JacksonHewitt.com. This is Casey Jenkins with Jackson Hewitt Tax Service. Give us a call at 756-9190. The Central Rebels begin with the basketball, going a little deeper into their bench here to begin the fourth quarter, running clock 71-29. They lead Farmington going a little deeper into their bench as well. To the corner towards us, catch and shoot three, arms, no. And the rebound is pulled down as they get it up top, Tinnin for three, it's good. Well, they can use a few threes to make the score look a little bit more cosmetic. Uh, but right now, this is a pretty big deficit as Central scores again. Colin McMullen, another three is 4-3 on the evening. 74-32 the lead for the Central Rebels. Three on the other end, up and good. Cameron Roberts from downtown. Roberts is a 5-10 junior seeing his first action of the game. Chris Wesley had the assist on the previous possession for Central. He gets the ball to Webster. Now bounce to the low block. Robinson to the elbow. Webster travels, turns it over. Farmington takes over, trailing 74-35 in the fourth quarter with six and a half left to go. Well, that's only the fourth turnover in the game, or in the uh, half, five turnovers total in the game for Central here tonight. Roberts drives. His floater comes up short. Wesley with the rebound. Up 74-35. He's pushing in transition. Backdoor feed. Swatted off the glass. Here come the Knights in transition. I think that was Crawford who got that block. Up top. Tinnin. 4-3. It's good. Leighton Tinnin from downtown. 74-38 with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Central with the lead. On the other end, looking for an answer for three. That doesn't go. And the rebound is pulled down by Roberts, who's pushing up the courts. Roberts threw a big screen set by Crawford. Backdoor feed up and in. And it's laid in for two, and that makes the score 74-40. to That was a 22-8 third quarter we just witnessed where Central built their lead over Farmington. A comfortable lead where they're able to go deep in their bench. Both sides are here through the fourth quarter. Stepping into a three that doesn't go. Offensive rebound. Ty Dalton's got it. He gets it up for Wesley. Wing-to-wing pass pulled in by Webster. To the corner, Wesley has it. Low block, Roberts. He's underneath the backboard. Dribbles into Crawford. Shot up. No, but he's fouled, and Roberts will go to the free throw line for two. Well, with the running clock, that uh, means the clock keeps on running even during free throws. Excuse me, it's Robinson at the free throw line. We saw him in the JV game, and he looked really good uh, in the JV game earlier tonight. First free throw up and good. Justin Roberts, he is a big six foot four kid. He's got he's got the size, he's got the height. He looks like he could be the kind of guy that uh, works down low, and he did that a lot in the JV game tonight. The sophomore for Central. Second free throw up, no good. And in transition, Farmington has it. And look, this is how strong he is. He was. Banging bodies with Crawford on the low block there, who's a big kid by his own right. Roberts with it for Farmington. A bounce on perimeter for Tinning. To Arms. Arms through a couple screens. He gets it off for Roberts. Roberts feeds the low block. Tinning's got it. To the elbow. Crawford drives, spins, fades away. Shot rolls off the rim. Two free throws coming for Crawford. First foul on Robinson. And here's another impressive stat for the Central Rebels in the second half. That is only their fourth foul they've committed. They played great defense in this game without having a foul as Crawford hits the first of two. Yeah, they've done everything right here today. I can't really pinpoint anything that 
you could ask the coach about and say, okay, how would you like to improve that? I'm sure he'll find something, but at the same time, they've just done just about everything right here tonight. Second free throw doesn't go in transition. Dalton shot no. Offensive rebound put up and in. your score. Roberts loses it for a second, gets it back, and gets it to Tinnin. With a bounce, tipped, and pulled in still by Austin Knight. Now on the low block, floater doesn't go. Offensive rebound, Crawford. He's stripped of the basketball, and he'll get it off for Ty Dalton. Or excuse me, Ty Dalton's got it for Central, rather. Into the corner, McMullen, pump fake for three, drives, kicks it out to Wesley. Wesley from downtown connects. Well, that's all you need. The 5'11 guard to come off the bench, the uh, 5'11 sophomore and start draining threes if you're Farmington. Uh, it just seems like everything working right for Central tonight. 80-41 to 41 is the score. Just utter dominance throughout this game from the Central Rebels throughout as there's a nice fadeaway hit by Braden Arms. I like the way some of these uh, second team players are doing. They're coming down here and playing really tough here tonight. And Arms is one of those guys that's coming into the game, and he's uh, trying to, you know, make the most of his opportunity here. Well, what did Coach Callahan say during pregame when we asked him about how where he's seen the most growth from his team and how they never give up in games? These kids are not giving up for Farmington in spite of the blowout score that will go up even further. Another basket made from McMullen. That's a two-pointer. So his first shot made inside the arc. 82-43. On the other end, a three up for Tinnin. No. And the rebound pulled down by Wesley, who works up the court for Central in transition. Feed down low. Robinson trying to get some space. Fades away. Draws the foul. They're going to get Crawford with the foul once again as Robinson back to the free throw line where he went one for two. And I like Justin Robinson's attitude. He just looks like he's having fun out there right yeah. now. He's just uh, going in, getting the rebounds, putting up the shots, doing what he can. Big smile on his face as he stands at the free throw line. But he better hurry. It's a running clock. Yeah, we got a minute <laughs> left to go in the fourth quarter. Free throw up, kicks out off the back iron. Another try coming for Robinson. It would be an awful thing. You get your chance to play in a varsity game, and they give you the free throws, and you stand at the free throw line, and the clock runs out. you're on you the clock. Shoot. Yeah. Seen it happen before. Wouldn't be the first time it's happened. Second free throw doesn't go. 0 for 2 trip for Justin Robinson as Farmington works up the court with 40 to play. Roberts with it. Works through a screen set by Tinnin. Drive. Roberts up and under. Move. Nobody's fouled. And he'll go to the line. And he's really on the clock. 30 seconds and ticking. That's the second foul on uh, Robinson. It reminded me of a high school game I watched in which uh, a guy that I that played on my home team came in in the third quarter first time he came into the game he uh, came into the third quarter and he fouled out before the quarter was over and had 20 points i mean he just went nuts for about eight minutes and first, then he was done first free throw doesn't go second one doesn't either for roberts maybe he rushed a little too much central's got the rebound and that brings us to the final dominance from the central rebels en route to an 82 to 43 victory on the evening. Bill Bass, American Family Insurance Post Game Show. Coming up next on AM 1240 KFMO.